holiday weekend. Now, what they'll uh, officially do is 6 p.m. becomes the official holiday period, starting at 6 p.m. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. Monday. Okay. So, that's the official holiday period. Ah, uh, the official. Yeah. All right. So, um, pleasant Memorial Day weekend to you. I uh, was going through the material. Yeah. Find that both Pioneer schools won yesterday. Yes. So the girls won their first 2A sectional championship because they got moved to two this year. And then uh, the boys, they won. Now they'll uh, move on. Their next game is slated for Saturday where they'll play. Okay. So I keep this uh, handy-dandy schedule here. So it's like maps, no, move here, arrows, you know. Glad you understand that. Yeah. That's confusing. Okay. It's wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see what's going on, Matt, shall we? Hmm. Now, you, you for quite some time, yes, have uh, probably had what we would all call a, uh, a clophis. Although you don't really have a closet that you're using as an office, but you have use of you just do your own thing you know do you have like a clophis a clophis yeah what's a clophis that's one? a closet that's been converted to an office oh okay um no where i am now is an actual like office okay but you know like at home yeah do you have what you'd call a clophis what i have at home is we have this <laughs> we have this back room that we okay. call this sort of like a catch-all room okay all right it's eventually going to be like a craft area for Lindsay, and then on the other side is where i have my studio stuff so i can because i record a lot of stuff from home yeah and you know i got my guitars there and so i have like my own little corner okay (laughs) so so kind of you do right says it um is a growing concept the uh, boom of work from home and online learning during the pandemic forced folks to get creative with makeshift workspaces. Clofuses <laughs> popped up on uh, Pinterest and Instagram, sparking inspiration for how to separate work and living space, especially for those in small apartments looking for privacy. They cleared out their closets to make room for desk sets and emptied their shelves for work files. So they've got clofuses now. There you go. Ideally, it'd be nice if you could do that, and then you just, uh, you know, slide your doors back, and you're done. You leave the office for yeah. the day, right? You're done. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever go back to a, a world where we've got a lot of people in a in like work settings anymore. So many people don't want to return. Right. What do they do if you're an employer? Well, if you're an employer, you kind of like it, right? Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about paying for office space. You don't have to worry about, you know, yeah. all the bills that come along with that. And if they're being productive and getting the work done. That's the thing, though. <laughs> I don't know how productive I'd be. Because I also saw a story when it comes to this that... um See if I can find this. 
working from home results in lots of drinking and porn. Drinking and porn. Yes. So, so how productive are you? <clears throat> you know, and again, if you're getting your job done and you're half sloshed, good for you. So this is from Forbes. Yeah. They compiled a ton of data from different studies to examine how working from home has impacted people. Now, this is, if you wonder why people are so excited to work from home, here's why. Okay. They found that Americans drank heavily, <laughs> smoked large amounts of weed, played video games, ate lots of junk food, watched television, Netflix, and porn more than ever before. Stuff you can't do at work. That's true. At least you're not supposed to. And right. if you're caught, there are dire consequences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. So that's why folks don't want to go back. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so I question, how can you be productive? And how are expectations that low, okay, from who you work for? You know, if you've got a minimal, you know, list of things you have to do. Right. You know, you can figure out. I mean, basically, you can work at 2 a.m. if you want to. Right. Yeah. Right. As long as you meet the deadline or whatever. Yeah. Now, there's the other side of that where there's the, you know, you're missing out on the whole human interaction yeah. part, yeah. you know. Which, uh, and I can live without any. I guess you're filling that hole with uh, large amounts of <laughs> booze and weed, video games, junk food. That's how you're coping with that, I guess, right? <laughs> like, is is this shocking to hear, though? <laughs> Not to me. Not really, right? I mean... But, you know, I just think I I need a place to have to go. Yeah. If, if I didn't have to come to work, if I if I could do my, my show from home, mm-hmm. you know... I'd still be a, a lazy bum. I'd probably do it from the recliner. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's good for a human to have to do, you know. To, to get up and leave. Yeah. I, go I, do their thing and come back. Yeah. I just think that's good. Right. <laughs> you stay at home. You do all these other things we're talking about when you're retired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that's when the boozing and the weed smoking and <laughs> and and on your vacations. So I, I suppose now will companies continue drug testing, for instance? Mm. Okay, that's a good question. Because you're at home, yeah. but you're on company time, so I don't know. We're going to be a world of non-productive. <laughs> The bad thing right now is you, you, you want to make a, you've got a question. You've got, uh, let's say it's a credit card issue. Right. Okay. And even now it's still difficult to find somebody that you can talk to. Right. It's, that's the bad thing about not having your people in, because it used to, you'd hear in the back. Yeah. 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 You know. It's a busy call center. Yeah. And maybe it was all on a recording. Yes. I, you know, I don't know. but Could be. Yes, Mr. Lowy, maybe we help you. Lowy.
we'll uh, take a break at 6.30. We've got uh, news. We'll check our holiday weather. All right. And uh, we'll have more tidbits on the way. News for the Diamond Marketplace. Good morning, I'm Karen Stearns. Deanna Crispin, CCCF President and CEO, and Board Chairman Lisa Swaim named the recipient of the Elizabeth A. Bellman Excellence in Teaching Award on Thursday. The honor was awarded to Franklin Elementary second grade teacher Jennifer Rosenberg. Franklin Principal Michael Miller nominated Rosenberg, sharing one of her strongest attributes is her devotion to her students. One fourth grader inquired if she could visit Mrs. Rosenberg in the morning because nobody loves me like she did. The award was established earlier this year to honor Billman. Elizabeth Billman was an educator, administrator, mentor, and role model for young women and teachers. Elizabeth retired as principal from Thompson Elementary School and served in the Southeastern School Corporation for 38 years. The award is a $500 stipend along with a commemorative plaque that is displayed in the CCCF office to honor each year's recipient. Wednesday night, just before midnight, Indiana State Police Trooper Chad Babs initiated a traffic stop near the intersection of Chicago Street and Center Street on a vehicle driven by 39-year-old Thomas Wallace of Logansport. Wallace's vehicle allegedly had a false and fictitious license plate. During the stop, it was found that Wallace had an active warrant for parole violation and had allegedly never received a driver's license. A search of the vehicle found marijuana and 10 syringes with suspected methamphetamine. Wallace was arrested and taken to the Cass County Jail. That's news from Iron Horse Broadcasting. I'm Karen Stearns. This is Tidbits. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Now, a program note, we will not be here Monday. No, we won't. So, if I had my druthers, we probably wouldn't be here today, Matt. But um, we'll save that for another day. By the way, we um, we made a big post yesterday. I have I haven't I you, you haven't even heard this yet. Oh no, this is breaking news. What am I missing? For, even for you, this is breaking okay. news. Um, you can now get the tidbits on your podcast. So on no. uh, whatever platform you want, you Say can listen. So Joe, you can listen to podcast. You can listen on your favorite podcast platform. You can catch tidbits. Is that right? Yeah. So will you monitor this, and will we someday make money off of it? Probably not. <laughs> Will we be popular, Uncle Matt? <laughs> will it pan out for us? I don't know, Dale. Maybe tens of people will tune in. So, see, I don't know how this works. Right. I don't know how to do that. We have a... Um, if you go to the uh, Iron Horse Broadcasting Facebook page... Okay. Or Logan Sport Radio, okay. whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, Logan Sport Radio Facebook page. Okay. Um I made a post yesterday, and it's the first one you run into. Okay. But um, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. No kidding. Yeah. It goes to to pretty much whatever your favorite uh, podcasting platform is, you can find Tidbits. And if you want, just do a search for Tidbits, what they allow on Matthew Paul. Tidbits. Uh Tidbits. Okay. What they allow on Matthew Paul. And and you'll know it's, it's current because I... All the episodes are by date. Okay. So, like today will be episode 528, so. That's very witty. Okay. So, June 1st, it'll be episode 61. Episode 61, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, this modern, hip society we live in, you know, back in the day, if we would have done this, it would have been that maybe at midnight or 1 a.m., 
we'd rack up a reel-to-reel tape and we'd replay what we've done today. Yes. That's how much things have changed. Right. Right. An encore edition. Right. <laughs> at 1 a.m. Yes, at 1 a.m. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to, to get several in the bank before I kind of made the announcement. So oh, okay. we have basically last week and all of this week okay. up and ready to listen to it. kind of scary. Why? To me, I, you know, I don't know. You know, sometimes you embarrass me, you get a little foolish. <laughs> and, uh... I embarrass you. Okay. I was, now listen, I can't, I can't fathom this. A woman in North Carolina was busted with enough fentanyl to kill one million people. Seriously. The 24-year-old woman was pulled over and police found two kilograms of fentanyl in her car. And of course, her four-year-old daughter was in the vehicle. Wow. She was arrested on drug charges while her daughter is now in custody of a family member. I think that'd be a long stint in the big house, wouldn't it? Man, you would think so. I mean, my goodness. And it's odds are she probably did something traffic-related and drew the attention to the police. A lot of people that are involved in that business seem to go without headlights and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, go too fast. Don't wear a seatbelt. What is fentanyl? Like, what is it? I don't even know. A white powdery substance. Looks like it did in, that, in the bag that got. Right. But it's a, I think it's a. It's a powerful synthetic opioid okay. analgesic okay. that is similar to morphine, but is 50 to 100 times more potent. Wow. Schedule two prescription drug, typically used to treat patients with severe pain to, or to manage pain. After surgery. Wow. Okay. Sometimes used to treat patients with chronic pain who are yeah. physically tolerant to other opioids. Okay. So I guess, you know, it's, yeah. it was made for a purpose. Yes. But like everything, it gets abused. Right. But that's a lot. My that's goodness. a bunch, man. If it could kill one million people. What's that thing that's a tranquilizer for elephants or something? Wasn't that a big thing going on? It's like, yeah. well, why, why are you doing that? I don't know, man. Your favorite event, the Indianapolis 500. 135,000 fans will be expected. I heard it was 140. Well, this says 135. They're conflicting reports. Yeah. What's well, another 5,000 here? There. I guess. They say it'll be at 40% of the capacity of the place. Right. And that is a huge facility. We talked about that on Talk of the Town the other day. Yeah. 135, 140, it's going to feel, still feel empty. I mean, (laughs) it will. It's half full, but it's still going to feel empty. Known as the greatest spectacle in racing, Mm -hmm. was held without a single fan in attendance for the first time in its history last year. Yep. But they still did run it. And, okay, the years that didn't run, the war years, were like World War II, right? They didn't run. Nope. Um, In fact, it fell into disrepair during those. Yeah. And so they had to bring it back to life. Because the first ever race was what year? 1911. So you're my new... Well, okay, so they... Donald Davidson. It was... (laughs) The first 500 was 1911. Okay. But they had run some other races there, like, I think going back to 1909. Okay. But the... Official first year was 1911. Yeah. 
So, um, I think they actually raced motorcycles there before cars. See, I could have been your mechanic, rode in the sidecar. That's right. <laughs> we were talking about that too. Yeah. You know, back in the day, yeah, you didn't go to the pit. You were out there on the track. Your mechanic was in the vehicle with you. I mean, you would go to the pit. Well, okay, but I mean, to get get gas, to get and gas, gas you, tires, you know. And, you know. But your mechanic rode with you, so they so you could get running again if something happened. In fact, some guys they they'd come into pit and they they drink like champagne. They can you imagine? <laughs> it would take a few minutes to get everything taken care of, and they'd they'd swig some champagne while they're. But see, I could have rode in the car with you. Yeah, and we were talking about this on Talk of the Town the other day. Yes. A number of mechanics were killed in the history Absolutely. of the race. You know, Absolutely. Not just drivers. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get out of your car, you're working on it, and you're not paying attention, bam. Bam. Who was the first guy that had a uh, rearview mirror? Uh, that was Ray Heron. He was the first winner. <laughs> and it was controversial because he did not have a riding mechanic. Okay. And people were upset because he had a distinct advantage because he did, wasn't holding around an extra 130 pounds yeah. or whatever, you know. So, see, you're turning into Donald Davidson. You'll be like Logan Sports' Donald Davidson. He's a track historian, you know. I love it, man. I love it. Do you know why they drink milk? Okay. Give us that. Do you know why? I, you know I, the story? I, I 1936. Know. Okay. All right. um, I think it was Louis Meyer won the race. Okay. And he grew up. His mom, you know, taught him that if you're thirsty, you need to drink buttermilk. So, he won the race. He was parched, and he asked for some buttermilk. And uh, there was a dairy farmer that was around and, and kind of jumped on this idea that we could market this. And so that's kind of how it started. Is it still buttermilk? No. Okay. No, now, nowadays, they, uh, the, the, milk, the milk board, the, milk, okay. the <laughs> yeah. dairy association or whatever, they go to the drivers and ask them, if you win, what kind of milk do you want? Oh. And so now, they get to choose. Now, one year, didn't somebody refuse it? Emerson Fittipaldi, because yeah. he's uh, Brazilian, okay. right? Yeah. And um, he, owned, he owned Orange Groves okay. in Brazil. Oh, he wanted OJ. And so he had OJ. <laughs> and it was, oh, people hated him for that. Hated him. Now, I think this year's milk is coming from a farm in Plymouth. Is that right? If I heard right on Who's Your Egg Today. That's cool. So uh, that's cool. Nearby Plymouth will be supplying the milk. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Now you're not going to attend this year. No, I was hoping uh, me and my friend Corey were supposed to go to Carb Day today. Oh. But the weather does not look okay conducive. No, they still call it that, although they haven't used a carburetor since probably <laughs> a long time. Okay, a long time. <laughs> I'll just keep throwing everything out there and you let you finish it. <laughs> It was 1974, the last time an official carburetor. So if, no, the, no if the weather would be decent, you guys could still go? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> now, will you go even if it's rainy? No. Just to look around? No, because, because okay. you know, even, because, you know, typically the carb day is a big party and there's like lots of, that's where they have the pit stop competition. That's where they have a live concert and they have like, and even, even, you know, throughout the month, they have, you know, like, like Chevy has this really cool big display out. And there's all sorts of, you know, like tents you can walk through. And, you know, there, there's a lot going on. None of that's happening. Oh. Like, none of it's well, happening. Well, what's the point then? Right. So, 
Well, anyway, I I presume you'll at least listen or watch the race. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they lifted the blackout, so. Yeah. So that means Indianapolis residents can see it as it happens. That's right. Because it used to be, you know, you wouldn't be able to catch it till later. Yeah. But if you live near Fort Wayne and or South Bend. You could catch it. Yeah. So. Actually, when I was a kid, we had um, my aunt and uncle had a place on Lake Schaefer, and we could watch it at Lake Schaefer. Yeah. In Monticello. Okay. Well, Matt, whatever you do this weekend, be careful. Thanks, buddy. You too. And again, we will not be here Monday. No, we won't. So there will be no podcast no. available Monday. Okay. No. All right. Nope. Okay. All right. Be careful. Yeah, Have a good too. one. All right, you too. All right.